Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is an RNZ podcast. This week, Gemini Man featuring a double helping of Will Smith, old and young. I think I know why he's as good as you. He is you. 25 years ago, they made you from me. As the documentary Capital in the 21st Century points out, the system has always been rigged. The way the elite stays in power is also by shaping the way that we think. Make America great again. And hustlers. Sometimes robbery is the patriotic thing to do. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. I'm not quite sure when it was decided that common decency simply wasn't box office anymore. It's certainly been a while since a movie opened on a cowboy in a white hat riding into town, or a plucky heroine risking all to save, I don't know, a little kid or a dog or something. No, we're told, we prefer bad boys and edgy girls, good fellas and wolves of Wall Street, or crazy rich Asians and mean girls. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, that greed is good. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Well, needless to say, this rather cynical view of the world crumbles under the weight of movie evidence. By far the majority of successful films, even in these dismal times, favour a more naively optimistic attitude. Should we really go on with it? You mean leave Downton? Downton Abbey's the heart of this community, and you're keeping it beating. Downton Abbey, Toy Story, indeed, just about every movie Pixar ever made. And from the most successful movie franchise this year, or ever, The Avengers, the most decent character not played by Tom Hanks, squeaky clean Captain America. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. But, reality or not, the perception is that many people, if not that irritating expression, we all, like their entertainment with an edge. They like their thrillers from the point of view of anti-hero hitmen, Bourne, Bond, anyone played by Angelina Jolie or Charlize Theron. Someone set me up. Someone from the inside. Now, this only ends one way. A bullet. Ready for action. Or this week, Will Smith in Gemini Man. Actually, if you like Hitman and Will Smith, you're in luck. Gemini Man has two for the price of one, thanks to a bit of trendy technology. Did they show you a picture of me? Yeah, you look old. Kid, 
You take one step closer, you're going to leave me no choice. A more critical view of the ruthless and successful comes in French economist Thomas Piketty's daunting tome, Capital in the 21st Century. An unlikely source of a popular documentary, you'd think. Certainly not from a New Zealand director whose last film was a love letter to Richie McCaw. But Justin Pemberton's film is both smart and entertaining. This transformation of the economy is generating a small class of very wealthy people. And extreme poverty. In advanced economies, two-thirds of the population is now on track to be poorer than their parents. Now, if there's one defining scene in any bad boy thriller, whether it's gangsters, cops or business tycoons, it's the meeting in the noisy strip club. I know it makes no sense to me either, but the film Hustlers gives that cliché a switch. The entire film is that scene, but from the point of view of the strippers. You look yeah, like Tom Cruise. Like no, no, no. Tom Cruise. No. Your smile. It is. I thought it Does it work? Well, let me answer it this way. The afternoon screening of Hustlers I went to was a full house, mostly women, with an age range of 17 to about 80. If they made a Jane Austen movie with Miley Cyrus, it would have been that audience. But first, this week, Gemini Man puts a strong team behind a Will Smith thriller. When I saw him... It was like I was seeing a ghost. Like every trigger I've ever pulled. The phrase, a Will Smith thriller, doesn't carry quite the same guarantees it did ten years ago. These days, Smith's output is a little patchier and unfocused, though he himself is still as engaging as he was in his can't-fail youth. How'd he start you? Hunting, birds, rabbit... I'm guessing 19, 20 years old, the first time he ordered you to shoot a person. Smith's strong suit has always been comedy and charm rather than straight heroism. And while Gemini Man offers some opportunities for both, it's not quite enough. But I digress. The film opens with our hero lining up one shot at a bad guy on a Belgian bullet train. Tell me something. Why is it so hard for you to kill this man? Will plays a cool hitman, one with almost superhuman abilities. You know, shooting a bad guy on a bullet train. I mean, even seeing a bad guy on a bullet train is all but impossible. But I digress. Again, our anti-hero Henry is disillusioned and has decided to retire. He knew every move of mine before I made it. Right there, take the shot. But his shadowy employers and the dark ops department are nervous. Henry knows too much. He might spill the beans, yada, yada, yada. They send him off on one more job where he meets the lovely Danny, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You think you know where this might be going, but you don't. Not yet. Henry, has this ever happened to you before? Your own government trying to kill you? Nah, that's new. Everything that we've worked for is at stake. 
for a start, there are no fireworks between Will and Mary Elizabeth. This may be because the producer is keen to avoid action movie clichés. But since the producer is the cliché king, Jerry Bruckheimer, I'd say this is unlikely. Perhaps it's down to the writer. Look what we created. You're the inspiration for all of this. Why not just make a whole army full of them? Why not? You should be flattered. You should be dead. Well, the writer is David Benioff, and if anyone is unlikely to be pushing a no-sex-please approach, it's the former Game of Thrones showrunner, you'd think. Well, let's leave the lack of romance in the unsolved mystery compartment and move to what actually does happen in Gemini Man. Stop right there! Who are you? I don't want to shoot you! Fine. Don't shoot me. Mind if I shoot you? It turns out that one last job for Henry was a ploy by his shady employers, and they've sent a younger, more ruthless hitman after him. And this new hitman seems to have equally superhuman hitman abilities. I want to be forever young. And he'd be gone, like a ghost. Do you really want to live forever? Who is he? Who is that guy, as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid used to ask? Well, before I reveal the point of Gemini Man, the point that is, after all, hinted at in the title, let me lift the curtain on an even more surprising aspect of the film. The director is none other than Ang Lee. He has to die. He's your darkness. You had to walk through this on your own. I love you, Junior. Now, Ang Lee is undoubtedly one of the world's great directors. Life of Pi, Brokeback Mountain, Sense and Sensibility, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. On the strength of these titles, you could be forgiven for asking, is there nothing Ang can't do? If all the people in the world to come after me, why would he send you? Because I'm the best. You are obviously not the best. Well, there is, clearly, and that's a dumb Jerry Bruckheimer thriller. You could argue that Gemini Man isn't completely dumb with its key switcheroo punchline, that the young hitman chasing Will Smith's character is, in fact, a 23-year-old version of him. I think I know why he's as good as you. He is you. 25 years ago, they made you from me. They chose me because there's never been anybody like me. It's cleverly done if we hadn't already seen a youthful Samuel L. Jackson earlier in the year in Captain Marvel. Now it comes under the heading of they can do anything these days. And even the old versus young version of the same guy is a flashback to a rather livelier sci-fi take on it a few years ago called Looper, starring Bruce Willis. So you're me in 30 years. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. Your face looks backwards. Do you know what's going to happen? You've done all this already? That's me? I don't want to talk about time travel. The fatal error of Gemini Man is dullness, even with all the car chases and endless scenes of Will wrestling with himself. And because neither of the Wills is allowed to flirt with the winsome Mary Elizabeth Winstead, due to the no-women-thanks policy of the film, we're left with a lot of standing around talking. Has Aang never seen a James Bond movie before? Obviously not. 
Because what if somebody actually knew what we really are? When the then-CEO of the New Zealand Film Commission, Dave Gibson, announced its next co-production was to be a film based on the book Capital in the 21st Century, there was some surprise. Money, power, poverty, extreme inequality. There's always been an elite monopolising capital. French economist Thomas Piketty's acclaimed book about wealth and inequality had no discernible connection with New Zealand and it looked altogether too dry and academic to work as a film, even if the author actually spoke English. Moi, j'ai très peur en ce début du 21e siècle à cause de ce que j'observe dans les données historiques. In the 18th century, money marries money, so poverty is a death sentence. So, as one of the leading sceptics about a film of capital in the 21st century, may I also be one of the first to admit how wrong I was. Justin Pemberton is the director and he guides his many expert talking heads, including Piketty himself, clearly and persuasively. The way the elite stays in power, it's also by shaping the way that we think. Make America great again. And much of his work was made easier for him by the other key figure in the film, producer Matthew Metcalf. Now, this is a film that was going to need selling and illustrating properly. A few paltry diagrams and graphs were not going to suffice. That is his good friend, Mr Darcy. <gasps> it's miserable, poor soul. Miserable he may be, but poor he most certainly is not. Tell me. 10,000 a year, and he earns half of Derbyshire. The miserable half. <laughs> Nobody massages a Kiwi film budget like Matthew Metcalf, and he makes sure that when a quote from Jane Austen or Dickens or even Wall Street is required, then they're produced. Years of lively documentaries from the likes of Michael Moore have meant the bar is set this high, and anything lower simply won't do. We have a mythology that what's good for Wall Street is good for Main Street. But that's really never been true. People are bankrupting themselves. But enough of how expertly Capital in the 21st Century has been produced. What does the film offer apart, you'd think, from the bleeding obvious? The rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. Does Piketty have any explanation of how and why this is happening? This transformation of the economy is generating a small class of very wealthy people. And extreme poverty. In advanced economies, two-thirds of the population is now on track to be poorer than their parents. Yes, he does. And if all the film showed was the precise method the rich have been staying rich for centuries by constantly diverting popular attention elsewhere, it would have justified its ticket price. Don't look at us, say the wealthy and powerful. Look over there. We can absolutely link the rise of fascism and extreme poverty. It is all about money. Blaming your neighbour doesn't make you any richer. By the end of the film, I discovered my view of virtually every war in history had measurably shifted, and that's no mean feat. Piketty's other revelation, to me at any rate, was how long the state of affairs has been going on, where the 1% own just about everything, and the rest of us own just about nothing. Most people view this as some sort of generational fight. What happens to taxation? Large amounts of wealth are moved offshore. People have the money to make sure they stay at the top. The system is rigged.
It's been going on for centuries, of course, and generally the only way in which the aristocracy or the robber barons could be temporarily persuaded to loosen their grip was by bloody revolutions. There was one exception to this rule. This is producing a new social story. People are starting to say enough of the inequality and enough of not having a story about how this ever gets better. As the film points out, the only time that fairness and, if you like, common decency held sway was in the years immediately before and after the Second World War. For nearly 40 years, fair taxes and a welfare state kept the greed of the powerful at bay, it seems, until the 1980s. And greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. Greed was good again, thanks to neoliberalism, and it's been like that ever since. At least to the credit of thinkers like Thomas Piketty and the makers of the documentary Capital in the 21st Century, some solutions are being suggested. There's going to have to be a political and economic reset. We have to make choices about which future we wind up in. But to make them happen is going to require political leaders with vision and fortitude, or failing that, a healthy fear of the consequences of not doing something. And to get those leaders is going to need an electorate educated enough to know what they're voting for. So seeking out this film may not be a bad start. Strongly recommended, in other words. It's a move towards creating a new vision. At the height of any economic boom in America, these self-styled masters of the universe on Wall Street seem to run out of ways of spending their ill-gotten gains. What do you give the man who's stolen everything? The answer is usually bigger, more elaborate parties. Luxury yachts, expensive champagne, drugs of course, and above all, strippers. These are my co-workers. Jobs, please. What if somebody calls the cops? And says what? I spent $5,000 at a strip club, send help. The film Hustlers is based on the true story of a group of strippers who decided they were sick of being prizes and wanted to be players instead. One of them suggests it's almost patriotic. America is a strip club, she says. Some people are dancing, some people are throwing money at them. And smart people get the money without the trouble of dancing for it. I just want to take care of my grandma, maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. <laughs> I was close. Well, let's meet Destiny, real name Dorothy, a Chinese-American stripper played by crazy rich Asians Constance Wu. Destiny works in a club where some money comes from stripping, more money comes from private dancing, but nearly half the money goes to the club owners. Minus 40% is 160. Destiny wants to do better, as well as the club's star performer, Ramona. The statuesque Ramona is played by Jennifer Lopez. She barely has to step on the stage before the clientele, mostly Wall Street types, unwinding after a hard day ripping off the public, starts showering her with banknotes. You know Diamond from the Bronx, right? What's up, baby? We're going to help her learn how to do a, a real dance. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm good at that. Show me what you got. 
this seems a little unlikely, but of course, I didn't spend the early 2000s hanging out at upmarket New York strip clubs, so what do I know? Anyway, Destiny meets Ramona and asks for a few tips on the way of the pole dancer. Who knew there was so much to learn? Front hook. Ankle hook. Knee hook. From here, you can do the carousel. Just switch and wrap. But Ramona has clearly been thinking in between ankle hooks and carousel moves. Indeed, she has the same attitude to her Wall Street fans as they did to the poor schmoes they took to the cleaners before the last crash. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. If it's good enough for them, says Ramona, why isn't it good enough for us? She comes up with a plan that's dazzling in its simplicity. Seduce them, drug them, then blackmail them so they won't go to the authorities. You want them drunk enough to get their credit card? But sober enough to sign a check? It's the oldest hustle in the book, but it's astonishing how well it works, particularly when the suckers are rich, married, stupid and easily flattered. Like all crime comedy thrillers, the genre that hustlers best fits into, all goes well until the perpetrators get greedy. We're a family now. A family with money. And when would you say that things got out of control? Now, the US may have created the slogan, greed is good, with or without irony. But it can't be denied, greed is both the American dream and the American disease. The problem is, there's never enough. And you get careless trying to make more. So the guy went back three more times. Guess he must have liked it. Hustlers is a clever female switch on the sort of heist hustle films American men have been making for decades. Scorsese, Tarantino, Coppola, Brian De Palma, right back to 1903's Great Train Robbery, I suppose. We didn't do anything wrong. You know, Tony wouldn't let this happen. I'm going to text him. Who gave her her phone back? It was written by the director, Lorene Scafaria, of course she's got an Italian name, with an enthusiastic support cast of up-and-coming stars. But it's essentially a two-woman show, the majestic J-Lo and Constance Wu, totally different from her star-making roles in mostly romantic comedy. How come you're so good? I see you with every single kind of guy, and I don't know, it's like you have them all figured out. I guess I'm just a people person. It's true, well, true enough, it's glamorous and it's successful where it counts. I haven't seen so many women of all ages queuing to get into a movie for months. And the few guys there had a pretty good time too, possibly because the people being ripped off were mostly such jerks. The game is rigged and it does not reward people who play by the rules. It's like robbing a bank, except you get the keys. Are you in? No, Michael Douglas, greed isn't necessarily good, and sometimes people will pay good money at the box office to watch the greediest get that fictional punch on the nose they all deserve. 
And on that, I suppose you might say, happy ending, it's time to go. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.